Hello and welcome. Week three. I'm Mark. This is I'm Jeff. Jeff, and... uh, your history bros. We're here talking about who are we talking about today, Mark? Very cool guy. Well, maybe not so cool, depending on how you look at it. Uh, very exciting guy, John Dillinger. Um, a couple interesting things about John real quick before we jump into it. This being week three, this was viewer's choice. So we, we kind of put this up to uh, the viewers um, to vote against, uh, you know, is John Dillinger public enemy number one? Uh, we had um, Barnum. Barnum. Yep, Barnum in the, the greatest show. And then um, the other one was uh, The Fall of Troy. So we kind of put that out there. And, and I, it wasn't a landslide, but it was pretty heavily on Dillinger. People want to hear about Dillinger. So well, he was um, such, so, a, such an interesting and, and, and really polarizing character, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I get why, because this murderous public enemy number one, you know, he's a, he's a fascinating historical character. He is, he is. And I, you know, I, I've always been familiar with the name and I knew he was kind of like depression era gangster, but kind of digging into, um, you know, how he became who he became and, and what he, uh, what he pulled off uh, was, was, I don't know, it was, it was pretty fun to, to read up on it. So Do people know um, why Dillinger today, what, what, it, what, what today is? That's what I was going to do next. So today is John Dillinger's birthday. So June twenty second. Happy birthday! He would be one hundred and eighteen today um, if he was still around. But he only made it to thirty one, which we'll get to in a second. But um, yeah, and that's kind of somewhat coincidence. Um, but uh, also kind of cool that it fell on this day. So let's let's get into it. So I know um, normally Jeff, you and I kind of have have kind of assignments and kind of look into certain pieces but with it just being john we just kind of dug in so um any what's um probably the coolest thing you came across with with dillinger you know he was such a juxtaposition he 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 really he tried to go straight a couple times and i think that was kind of the fascinating thing it was almost like if there's a character that's doomed to go bad from the beginning it's johnny d he yeah. was just, he was raised in such a way that I don't think there was any potential that this guy was going to do anything but, but go bad. It, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, I don't, I've never studied sociology or criminology, but he's got to be like a textbook case of like a society created criminal. I mean, from the start, like absolutely. this guy had it against him. So he had a rough childhood, kind of an abusive father. Father was also very, very religious um yeah, he became you know, a deacon in the church that's the irony right there this yeah deacon and he uh, not only is he kind of responsible because he was abusive but also i don't know if you came across the story of of john's very first criminal offense um so you know he was kind of petty petty thievery here and there kind of had a reputation in the town for kind of being a, a bad a bad guy or a bad boy um but it, his first actual charge he he and another guy robbed the market local market um and the other guy, um, I think, got a plea deal or something, um, and got a pretty light prison sentence. And, and John was still kind of in hiding and wasn't wasn't really coming out. And his dad talked him into, "Hey, you know, turn yourself in, admit your guilt." And and I, guess, I think his dad had some kind of public stature because he, he 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 knew did. the judge. Or he, knew he really something. went to went to bat for him, which which may be an indictment of what the judge thought of of John Billinger yeah. Senior because. He threw the book at him and he didn't, they didn't correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but he didn't even actually rob the market. He hit him with a handkerchief that had a rock or something in it. He knocks this guy down. This guy still gets away, but he goes and tells on these guys and they throw the book at him. 
Yep. It, it was unsuccessful and he got uh, 10 years, 10 years. Uh, they, they sentenced him for his first, uh, first offense. But he, um, they, he was, they gave him, didn't they give him 20, but he served like nine and a half, 10 years. They let him off slightly early. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But, uh, and, and he even said, all right, you guys, you're, I'm going to get out when I'm out, it's over. You know, I'm going to be the meanest, meanest guy around. I'm going to get educated on how to be a criminal. He told him straight up. He's like, you guys are creating me. And he was right. I mean, he did, did 10 years. He, he learned everything he needed to learn about being a criminal. And when he came out, he became a very successful criminal. And that's kind of interesting about Dillinger is that, you know, he, he lived to be the age of 31. And, and, you know, when you hear about Dillinger, I, you know, I always thought like, this was like a decade of, of, of the FBI trying to catch this guy. This guy had basically a year of action. Uh, He did his 10 years. He got out in 1933. Um, and he was dead by 1934. Um, and you know, so he, he hit the ground running, he forms a gang, gets out, um, starts robbing banks. And then, um, J Edgar Hoover puts this title of public enemy number one on him, which is the first time the title has ever been thrown around. And, and I don't think we really see that anymore. Nowadays, it's basically America's most wanted or whatever, but, um, a litany today. Yeah. Um, and, and Hoover's another character in the story who's, super ambitious. He's running the BOI, which is the Bureau of Investigation, which would later become the FBI. He's trying to make a name for himself. So um, again, you have the combination of John doing like 10 years of prison, being educated as a criminal, then having a guy like J. Edgar Hoover that's looking for looking for a hard criminal to make a to make a reputation on it. Exactly right. And I have that written down as kind of the one of the biggest one of the two biggest impacts to me when I dig into Dillinger was the fact that Uh, You know, the FBI sort of created itself out of this Dillinger thing since it crossed state lines. You know, he he robbed banks in multiple states across state lines. So there's no statewide or citywide authority that could take care of this. It had to be taken care of at the federal level. And this new BOI, uh, the FBI is born out of this. It really kind of gives them kind of a galvanization, I guess, and, and sort of a purpose uh, to, to catch a kind of a newfangled interstate criminal like this. It really helped that ambitious, to your point, J. Edgar Hoover, a young J. Edgar Hoover at the time. Yeah. 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 Kind of a, kind of a prick from what, uh, what I'm learning, but um, Hoover, Hoover was anyway. an absolute a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets out, he gets out of prison in 1933, which, you know, historically that's, you know, the height of the, the depression. Um, so there's not, you know, one, he's a felon and two, it's the depression. So he doesn't really have a lot of job options. So puts together his gang and jumps right yeah, in robbing banks. That's exactly right. Here's something. Did he serve in the Navy before all this happened? Didn't he? He did. Yeah. Less than a year or maybe a year. And then he just went AWOL and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there, the I'm done with the Navy. I'm going to go out and I'm going to be a criminal now. Interesting, interesting guy. And the Navy just kind of wrote it off. Maybe he wasn't that great in the Navy because the Navy was just like after like seven or eight months, we're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, probably discharge. get rid of this guy. Uh, yeah. He's probably better served not in the Navy. Yeah. So in a year's time, 1933 to 1934, this is how busy he was. Um, you know, I found that he was responsible for like 24 different bank robberies, 12 that he did with his gang. Um, so he, he's busy. And also it said he, he robbed four police stations. Like I didn't dig into that. I don't know how you do that. I, I dug into that a little bit because th- that one stuck out at me. He had the audacity, the unmitigated gall 
to go armed into a police station and rob these guys. And what they made out with, they're not in there trying to get, you know, their pocket change. They're coming out with machine guns at the time, pistols, yep. ammunition. These guys are arming themselves. You know, they're ready for war effectively. Yeah. Um, and they, they they were good at it. Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, and I, I, what I, I dug into kind of the, the 12 main bank robberies that he's, that he's credited for with his gang and start looking at the dollar amounts. And when you start reading, it's like, nah. Three thousand dollars here, thirty-five hundred here. But um, I found this um, inflation calculator where you can like punch in the numbers and it tells you what that would be today. Um, and so when you look at the twelve bank robberies that he's credited with, um, you know it's a total of like three hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars in nineteen thirty-three. That's in nineteen thirty-four-ish. That's that's the actual dollar amount he got away with. And if you had taken that today, that's that's something like six point eight million dollars. Exactly right. It's in exactly a year. Right. <laughs> But it's crazy. You, know what, you know what, though? Here's something else I found to kind of take that one step farther. He came away with roughly $7 million in today's currency, which is amazing. The guy, the FBI actually racked up more money, spent more money trying to catch the guy than the guy actually robbed out of banks. They racked up roughly, he stole, what, five, six $600,000, who knows? Uh, yeah. he, you know, he, it took him, I, I see a tab that I've written down here that I found. $2 million to catch this guy. $350,000, $400,000, million to catch the guy. Which $2 million today would, I, you know, million. I, yeah, crazy. And I think Dillinger kind of knew this too. You know, he, he was a smart guy. Um, and, you know, one always played the card that society had created him, but also just that, you know, the more they chased him and the more they made a scapegoat of him, the more he was going to live up to that. I mean, he was, he, you know, it, it dare I say he had fun kind of doing what he was, I was gonna doing. say the man had serious thrill issues yeah um, it thrill. says he he was credited but he was charged but never convicted of one murder which um seems to be a police officer was killed in a shootout um, was, so yeah, he never they were, they were trying to get him out he they actually shot the sheriff the local sheriff that's right sheriff who yep. died later on when when his uh when he was re-caught basically after he got out uh, he spent he spent most of his entire adult life in prison let's not make a you know, make a, a light of that. I mean, when did he go to prison when he was 18 years old or 16 years old? I mean, or 18, I guess it was. He didn't get out until he was, you know, nine or 10 years later. Uh, that's most of his life. And he's out on the run for another year and a half before he gets yep. gunned down in Chicago. Yeah. But I mean, but that's kind of a point with him. It's like, even though they had these, these crazy shootouts, when he was in the bank doing his thing, he was, he was a pretty cool, calm cat. You know, he was not a violent guy. Um, in fact, some people, um, some people kind of compared, compared him to Robin Hood, um, even though there's no evidence of him ever giving a penny to the poor, but um, he was known to um, not take money from the patrons. You know, he would go in and he would rob the bank. And, you know, there, there's a couple stories where patrons are emptying their wallets because they think they're being robbed. And he would, you know, say, no, I'm, I'm here for the bank's money. I'm not here for your money. And I think that's kind of what gave him this reputation of, um, you know, Robin Hood. So that's a great, um, and that's a great segue. I had this point written down. This is my number two impact on, on Dillinger. You know, he was the first celebrity criminal before they were chasing OJ in a white Bronco. <laughs> LA. Uh, you know, they're, they're finding out this, this guy and they're, he's a, he's an absolute celebrity. He gets these, whether it's anecdotal or whether it's true that he actually did. Cause I know he didn't, from what I understand, and I saw one quote, and I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing this, they said, 
he was not going to spend money on poor people. He would much rather spend money on cars and, and cheap women. That was where he was. But he got this sort of Robin Hood thing because at the time, who did we as Americans all have real issues with? The banks. We all hated the banks. We felt they were responsible to, for, rotting, for this, this, this great depression that was wrought upon America. So for him to go in and rob banks, people were kind of going, it's kind of cool. This guy from Indiana is out here busting into these banks and robbing them. We don't like the banks. We're totally cool with that. So that's how he kind of became this first celebrity criminal, this high profile guy. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a good looking dude, too. I don't know if you saw pictures, man. He's kind of a real he, dapper he had, looking guy. They call that trademark grin that he had. Yeah. He, he always looked like he was a wise guy. He knew something. I mean, and he did. He yeah. was a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, a piece that I found interesting is, um, so part of his gang was Babyface Nelson, which I, I was not aware of. I was familiar with the name, and I just kind of attributed him to the same era, but they, they ran together. Which uh, I had no idea, too, until I started diving into this. I go, holy cow, Babyface Nelson was a yeah. real a-hole. Yeah, guy, they are two opposite type criminals, so boy, it's surprising to see they ran together. Murderous, uh, just a absolute, he was hard as woodpecker lips. That guy was nasty. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, and he's a uh, he's accredited with uh, killing more FBI agents than than any other person ever, and I think he still holds that. Yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah, wow. and, and I think you know Dillinger after a while wasn't wasn't a fan of running with him because he was so kind of spontaneous, and you know Dillinger was very organized and planned yeah. everything out and kept kept everything as as um, nonviolent as possible. But then you'd have you know, Nelson just, you know, shooting all willy nilly and um, bringing even more heat on him. So I don't know how long they ran for and just bust in, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Chicago typewriter. They called that thing. It's putting (laughs) down a lot of lead. So yeah, that's Dillinger. Happy birthday. um, John Dillinger. Um, Interesting character. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm such a nerd that I actually one time did go in. uh, I had to go watch a movie back. This is probably the late eighties, early nineties. Okay. I was young, young, and uh, but I had to go to Chicago and watch a movie at the Biograph Theater where he was killed uh, right outside the Biograph Theater. Uh, that's how big of a nerd I am. So here's your homework, folks. Be sure to look up Biograph Theater and kind of see what his end meant. He was how he was double crossed uh, by a by a friend, basically. Yeah. Uh, so set him up and kept talking and talking him into going to the movies, and uh, exactly right. they got him. And I think. I think they shot him while he was running. So it's like a different era. Well, I won't get into it. Police shootings right now. But they they basically, he just took off running and they just shot him down. Yeah, like that's they, right. they, they trapped him in an alley. And if you've, you've seen the biograph, look it up on, yeah. on, online. And there's, there was an alley. Uh, he went down this alley and I guess it was dead end. Um, and uh, yeah, they just they just gunned him down. Took, uh, took uh, several shots at him because he was trying to dig a 38 out of his out of his pocket that he had apparently. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think that's the saying they want he wanted he was wanted dead or dead that's right uh, so that, there, there you go uh u.s first real celebrity criminal just a uh, you know an interesting guy a real juxtaposition to mark's point you know he tried to do it he tried to be a good criminal dare i say <laughs> i guess a polite <laughs> a polite, polite criminal i think that's yeah. better that's that's yeah. uh, that's too much of a juxtaposition so what have we got uh anything else mark have we Moving that's on. that's Dillinger. That's the Dillio on Dillinger. Um, you know, like if, like I said, he had he had a short career of a year, really, of of really making a name for himself. So, um, not a whole lot more than just knowing he, you know, he he stole a 
crazy amount of money um, and a very skilled bank robber. Um, but uh, that's him. So yeah, that, a big that's... impact on today. I mean, what a, what an impact on literally today. We're still looking at this sort of sensationalization of uh, of these of these criminals and stuff like that. Uh, next week, it sounds like we've got on uh, on the twenty eighth of June. I don't know if anybody re- realizes that, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about World War One. About a really interesting story about the very start of World War One and the kind of the I guess the 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 match that lit the powder keg that was Europe in, in 1914 to start World War I, uh, the, uh, the assassination of Franz Duke, uh, or, or, or Archduke Franz Ferdinand, and how uh, just kind of a, an unlucky dead-end alley did it in and started World War I. Crazy. Looking forward to it. Post any questions, <laughs> comments in, uh, in, our, uh, in our site uh, on, on Twitter. Just let us know. We'd love to or, or answer, put them on YouTube, and we'll, uh, we'll be sure to get to them. All right. Till next week, guys. Adios. Thanks, everybody. Ciao.